this week, it's back to school season as we talk about education and university. As creatives, we're fortunate to even get a choice between working and heading to university. But this does cause some uncertainty when making that decision. In this episode, we share our experiences with education in Singapore. Plus a discussion on our current dilemma. Is a university education really necessary for creatives? Shri, Ash and Chloe, young creatives with plenty to ask and plenty to share. We enjoy having open and honest conversations and want to share the stories of our journeys. So buckle up, we are Full Disclosure. Welcome to another episode of our podcast. Today we're going to talk about University! What about university? What are we talking about? So we are going to be discussing about whether or not university is still relevant in this day and age. Hmm. Should be a pretty interesting discussion because we are all at different phases of life. Life. With different perspectives on this topic. Yes. 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 So... Yes. What does that have to do with English? Okay, <laughs> we're going to start today with this. Okay, wait, before we go and give our opinions or what we think about it, mm-hmm. let's start, let's talk about our experience with the education system in Singapore because all of us studied in Singapore. Okay, for me, I studied in neighborhood school all my life. But in my second school, it's not neighborhood, like, it's autonomous, so a bit, a bit ups, okay? Yeah. What's the difference? I think the opportunities you get is quite different. Like in terms of like the enrichment yeah. classes you get and like the programs are niche in a sense that's what that's my understanding of when I joined the school la. but my my experience with primary and secondary school is quite it's good la. it's just study la. That, that was before poly what about you guys? because we all went to the same poly anyway for me I went to an all girls convent school for 10 years 10 so, years? Oh yeah for a whole decade okay uh, all the way from primary school all the way to secondary school. It was it made me less distracted by you know boys by boys, <laughs> which honestly I now that I look back at it I don't really regret or am sad about it because yeah it made me focus on what was truly important which was my education. That's right. Yeah, but you're also filled with lots of. Caddy females, you know, a little bit of a toxic environment. This is just my experience. Like, uh, something I noticed that changed for me transitioning from an all-girls school to poly was that I started using more Singlish when I went to poly because you meet more diverse groups of people. Because for me, when I went to school, I was going with people that were living around my neighbourhood. Granted that Singapore is not very big anyways, so people are not that different. But I would say that everyone had similar experience growing up. Growing up. Yeah. And we also were very religious, you know, because it's like a, a convent school. Right? So it's like not really celebrated to be different as compared to, I feel like when you go to poly. Mm. Not that I'm trying to compare poly to secondary school as of yet, but yeah, it's just seeing 
differences of my education. So again, I think we should all contextualize that like our what we are saying is all our personal experience. It shouldn't like some it shouldn't represent like really the No, entire... I'm talking on behalf of me and Huyang. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh. <laughs> from One Grace. Oh no. No, I never went to One Grace. I'm kidding. I don't know. I okay, don't yeah, know yeah. But honestly, yeah, like our our experiences <laughs> may not represent like what everyone goes through, but in terms of what we've experienced, like this is what we're sharing. For me, primary and secondary school, let me think. It was okay. Like I went to neighborhood schools for my entire like early education as well. I would say perhaps up to about upper upper secondary, where there was like, you know how we had to choose subject combinations, where yeah. like at sec 3, you'd be like, oh, you're going to either have to study pure science or like combined science. Um, AMF, no AMF. Mm. POA, humanities, all that kind of things. So that was the point that was a little bit contentious in my education experience because I was made to study things that I wasn't actually good at or like naturally inclined towards just because there was pressure within the family to be like oh you need to leave your options open therefore you're gonna have to study amf and pure science like we are gonna appeal to the school to let like let you take those subjects so my experience unfortunately became like two years leading up to o levels where i was like the worst student in the class for a lot of subjects which i think affected a lot of my like confidence in myself so that was perhaps the like only really weird bit about like my education but the rest of it was fine and a lot of my like thoughts which we will share later on when we move to the uni part come more from polytechnic so i'm not gonna okay. share it now yeah uh something that you kind of triggered for my personal experience mm-hmm. with early education right is that there's this incessant need to be correct and mm-hmm. to always be by the book for me personally i never truly felt very encouraged to think outside of the box okay for example i can remember for english you know like the end like comprehension mm-hmm. you know when they would ask you how you would interpret certain there's like certain ways things. of interpreting it, certain right? ways of interpretation right yeah. and when i would get like one mark out of two marks for something that maybe because i didn't phrase it the way that the marking criteria yeah. phrased it it's like i'm immediately penalized for that that's mm. something very small but over time, when it accumulates, right, it's like telling the student that just because you didn't phrase it in a certain way means your interpretation of it is Supposedly not wrong. up to par or like it's not acceptable. Hmm. Even though, you, if you think about it, right, that is kind of, I am interpreting it in a similar sense. It is like what you have stated it to be, but yeah, yeah it, it, which in a way almost shapes the way we think, mm-hmm. we're not really forced to to think beyond what is being set out for us. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. limits our creativity and innovation. And as kids, you're just like, oh, you know what? I'm just... You're, you're so scared of like not getting the right answer, mm. which also can lead to other things like stress yeah. and you know certain mental health issues. Mm. Maybe I'll just put it into context of Singaporean yeah. students. Yeah. yeah, because for sure grades is some... Like, the numbers is always a big thing. Especially for me when I was growing up. It's mm. like, if you didn't hit this certain letter or this certain grade, it immediately labels you and your your level of intellect. Yeah. Uh-huh. I think I will yeah. jump in and play the devil's advocate here. Mm-hmm. The comprehension part, I, it happened to me, I understand. Yeah. But then, it changed after a while. I, okay, I didn't go to the kindergarten, I didn't go to nursery. So I didn't learn my ABCs until I was like primary 2, primary 3. 
So mm. I was really slow. Then I only started catching up in sec one. I didn't know how, I was very lucky to get into this school. Like the aggregate score is quite high, but I got into the normal stream lah. So you think like normal cat, okay, you learn slower and stuff, right? And yeah. it's true, you learn slower than express students, but we still learn the same subject matter in the end. In though. in the sense, in the sense, you you whatever you want to learn, you whatever you crave, you just ask the teacher, he will teach you. That's how my school operates. I didn't understand why I was getting those one mark either. Mm. Then I asked her like, what like, did I interpret it wrongly? I I really 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 did ask her, and she's like, it's not that you interpret it wrongly, you're just not getting the full picture. Then from then on, every paper I get right, I'll just keep pushing. Why never give me this mark? Why never give me this mark? I was the annoying student in front of class that would ask her, why not? And then that's when my grades changed. Ah. I eventually did well enough that I didn't have to take O-levels to go to body. Mm. And I think that's because my school is not just like... Yes, academics is very tough. But other than that, we had a lot of other activities that they offered. I was in band, so I learned music. Yeah. I also participated in cooking competitions for three years straight. Mm-hmm. I also participated in engineering competitions. So it's really like, I feel, as much as you f- might feel that you're binded by the system, if you have a desire to do more, and if you ask, you will receive. I feel, I feel. Mm. But then again, I must say, maybe it's because of the school that I'm in. Because my school is semi-government, it's autonomous. So maybe the opportunities are different. Yeah. Yeah, but I, f- yeah. Okay. That's what, how I feel. I do agree it's stressful. Studying until 10pm every day last time, I don't know how I did it, but I did it. Maybe because of the the need to catch up with everyone else. Because I did, you know, I was slow learner. Yeah, maybe that's why. So extracurricular wise, you were in band. Yeah. What, what were you doing? Uh, okay, so like primary school, I was in choir. Uh-huh. So it was like a very like group activity. And then when I went to uh, secondary school, I actually auditioned for choir as well. But I got rejected. Oh my god. So like, there was a, a soul-crushing moment for for Filipino. Because <laughs> it's like a big slap in the face, you know. Mm. It's like, oh, what? I've been doing this for years in primary school. Why have I been rejected? Anyways, no biggie. I'm fine. The scars have been healed. You know, I moved on. So I moved on to uh, drama. It was cool because like, I went from a very good group activity to something that was uh, oh when you have when you're playing like the, the lead role it's mm. like just you on stage you know what I mean so yeah that was like my extracurricular activity for me I didn't have a fixed CCA in primary school my first CCA I think was like basketball which like what oh me basketball like wow. that's the dumbest like what went wrong in that wait we're decision? talking about primary school yeah primary too no what's wrong with you now yeah. <laughs> is the question is this an attack? Wrong kind of ball. Moving. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Woo. That's uh, where the interest with balls started. That. <laughs> Start young, yo. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, so in primary school, it like was all over the place. I was like basketball, badminton. There was a year where I was like in art club. And then after that, it was just like gone. But in secondary school, I was in band for most of it. Hooray. Um, trumpet. What were you? Trumpet. No. Uh, no, uh, saxophone. Saxophone. Yeah, okay. So, I was in trumpet for... Uh, trumpet. I was in band for the entire... Like, you school. Bom, bom, bom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. So, yeah. Pretty simple in secondary Do you know school. that in my second school, if you don't attend CC above 75%, right, you fail and you have okay, to Okay, yes, yes. I was about to say, yeah. that is literally the reason I why understand. I had a CC in secondary school. Because in primary school, it was optional. And I was the kind of person like, I want to go home and watch Power Rangers. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah, whereas in secondary school, when that thing became like an academic requirement, mm. 
It's like, I almost joined Ben by choice because people... Okay, a lot of the, like, the issues with our education system kind of also stems from society's, like, judgments about it. Like, so, I think what you were saying just now about the the comprehension and stuff, right? Part of me feels like I can understand why because early education needs to fulfill the aspect of allowing a society, like, you conforming to society. So, I have my own thoughts about... For survival. Correct, yeah. For, like, a society to to function properly. I have Uh, my, like, disagreements with certain aspects of it, but I... Mm -hmm. Where was I... What was I saying before this? You were talking about CCA, (laughs) but okay, okay, sure. okay. (laughs) (laughs) Society. (laughs) Sure. Gender norms. Gender norms. (laughs) Me too. Balls. Okay, okay, now I remember what I was saying. Okay, so like with CCA, right, I think they made it compulsory because people were complaining that our education system was only about books. Not holistic enough. Yeah, so like uh, then that was their okay. response to that. But then again, maybe it was like, a, you make this kind of compulsory, that's like, where's it, the passion? Yeah. Where's I think the... it is pretty vital for people, especially mm. around that age, to have hobby. some sort of, yeah, some sort of hobby that doesn't relate at all to mm-hmm. academics. So, so you study and you die. Yeah. Like for recreational purposes to develop yeah. that creativity in them or that fitness in them or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And also it's to build their own communities, to find people that are like-minded, you know. Yeah, yeah there's, there's a lot of things that we can discuss regarding like early education, but then that, that's not the point about of this discussion. We it can discuss it in the future debate. because gender norms, <laughs> <laughs> CCA, what, what you're, very, you're very invested in gender norms. I don't know what's happening here. <laughs> I don't know, it's just like... <laughs> Basketball. Then you want badminton because you play with shuttlecocks, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay, let's move on. So the main conclusion from this podcast is that Moving on, let's talk about polytechnics. Because so, we all happen to be from the same We chose NYP Which is Nanya Polytechnic. Yeah. yeah, my poly no choice. <laughs> kidding, I choose the poly game, my first choice, my first choice. No NYP. Uh, it's fine, we have graduated. <laughs> Mm. It's not the best examples, but okay. yeah. Okay. Oh, let's sh- let let's explain why we chose polytechnic over JC or other or I or ITE or oh, other forms of education. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Great. <laughs> oh. Anyways, <laughs> smooth transition to my answer to the question. Yes. I chose NYP. <laughs> Yeah, so NYP was my choice. It was actually my 
No, it was my second choice. Oh wow. I chose it because it was nearer to school. And then also because like nearer my to school. Friend, nearer to school. I mean sorry, nearer <laughs> to home. Ah. And makes sense. I don't live in school just to, <laughs> just to disclaim. I'm not that freak. Uh, I no, but no offense to so Wow, I'm thinking yeah. a really deep grade for myself. I live in school. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, I chose it because it was under School of Business Management. So it wasn't completely just media. There was like the more practical side to it as well. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, us as Asians, we can never be too creative. Or else we'll end up as struggling artists, as they like to say. Yeah. But we shall talk about that later on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is it me now? Okay. So, my poly kind of my choice... When I reached, like, that point where I had to decide whether or not to go to, like, poly or JC, right, there were a couple of layers to my experience, which was that, at that point, I kind of was that that person that wanted to study overseas. There were plans made, applications were done. I know, like, it's a, it's a fortunate, like, circumstance to be in, so I don't want to, like, take it for granted. Eventually, it kind of, like, was discussed, and we decided that, the like, the cost of it was a bit too high. So... Local admissions was like a last option for me, so I didn't really properly look into applying for things. The only thing I kind of figured out was that like I knew that the JC system didn't fit for me after my experience with upper secondary and how like I was failing all the time. Like I didn't want to feel that again. I saw that NYP had a course that was mixing media and business, which at that point I kind of had a rough inkling that that was the career I wanted to pursue, like starting a media business. That was literally the only reason why I chose it. I didn't research properly into like any of the media courses. I just saw media business, great, okay, Let's bye. Go. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. So um that happened. Wow. Wow, okay, mine's quite different. I'm like Ash, I never research at all. Unlike that, I don't have an O-level cert. I mm-hmm. entered poly through poly foundation program. And my score was good enough to go to any damn course I want. And any any poly, any course. I like how we both had to disclaim that we, our grades were good enough to go anywhere else. Oh my god, wait, did I miss that out? Okay, so yeah, I could go to JC as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So anyway, back to three. Uh, <laughs> my N-levels point, I, I, I got no N-level, I was going to show off, but I can show off my N-level. Okay. EMB3, I have five subjects. Five. Mm-hmm. Minus CCA, I got three points. Wow! Is that good? I can't tell. Yeah. <laughs> That's good, but five subjects, five points. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. It's all I can go anywhere, but cause, okay, the reason I oh even God, study God, media, God. right? No, no, you must, I must explain. I wanted to be an engineer. Wow. Yeah. But my. But my I'm I was, sorry. I was good. Yeah, exactly. At that point, I really like marine time. My, my family is just like, no, 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 don't be an engineer. Later, you die at the sea. <laughs> then I'm like okay oh. Then I say I won't be scientist then Because uh-huh. I, I told you I, went, I joined uh, Engineering competition yeah. right? I actually yeah. really enjoyed it mm-hmm. So I thought okay Maybe I'd be a scientist Like a chemist or whatever mm. And they're like No 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 You will go crazy in the lab Insane Wow That's like an opposite Of an Asian parent Then I'm like So what you, So what can I study That you guys will give me Blessings for right Then they're like Go, go stand in front of camera Go talk what? Oh my gosh Wow At that time right My personality was ISTJ I was like introverted as hell Whoa, Oh maybe they wanted you to do it Because they know it's like Good for you and your No they just want me to Do something safe Safe? Yeah Media was safe to them and At that point of time To them that, that's the career They'll earn money I'm like what the hell Whoa. And here that child Was being like I want to be an engineer I want to be a scientist And they were like No you stand in front of camera You talk <laughs> Exactly. You earn that coin that way. <laughs> wow. 
radical yeah. thinking. Oh my God, yeah, you should invite your parents on the podcast. Yeah. It's, 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 it's just my grandma and my grandma. Your grandma? Your grandma was the one that advised Oh my yeah, God. Is it because she watched a lot of Surya and she's like inspired by the... Technically, she just wants me to be a radio DJ because she likes my... She thinks I can speak well in Malay. But I think that's gone. That part gone. That dream like... Because I, I discovered, again, I didn't research about you, uh, the causes. I just speak mass media management because I thought it's the easiest to say in one breath. Oh, what course are you from? A triple M, though. We're all basic, very great like reasons for our entire life. Uh. <laughs> no, <laughs> really, I'm not kidding. Name. <laughs> the name, nice. Then I'm like, okay, uh, uh, then I see the modules. Actually, I never even see the modules. I see, okay, like, do media, do business. What could go wrong, right? I think it's interesting, like, <laughs> looking back now, it's like, it shows how, like, immature our thinking was that we, like, use this as our reasonings. Yes, yeah, if I can go back in time, I would slap myself, yeah, really. No, not really. No. Uh, I'm meant to be a creative. You slap yourself, but you still be like, no, it's okay. Just yeah, it's good that you, you do that. This like, is my calling. That. No, then halfway, when after, like, Poly Foundation, right, she mm-hmm. said, okay, okay, you just stay, stay in the studio, okay, because, like, now, if you stand in front of the camera, you die. I'm like, why? Say, you cannot be reporter, journalist, all this. Later, uh, everywhere got war, cannot, cannot. Just sit in the studio, edit. That's what my grandma say. You could be like a journalist of like celebrity gossip. I'm pretty sure you won't die. I could be anything and still die. <laughs> Life is like that. But I can't tell that to my grandma. So I just like, okay, okay. Tumblr quotes right there. <laughs> I can be anywhere and still die. Street, <laughs> <laughs> 2K19. Yeah, I think it's quite interesting like, how we all ended up. Yeah. Where we ended up. Yeah. Anyways, that's not the main point. The main point is university. Wait, wait, no, no, no. But like, what? Like, how do we feel about poly? Oh. And like, because it, oh. it affects how we view university, what? Okay, for mm. me, poly, I think was the point that I realised, like, and started to really think, like, about education systems. I think in the past, I used to just let it be, like, just accept let it as a kid. It it will be what it will be. How did you get rejected by the, by the choir? Let it be. I don't thank you. Don't tell Mr. Wong that one. Oh my god. Mr. Wong. Like name dropping all of the things, you Mr. know. Wong. There's so many Mr. Wongs in Wait, Singapore. Mr. Okay. Wong, you are Wong. <laughs> we apologize to the people surrounding oh us at 2am in the morning while we are recording this. Oh uh, okay. my god. <laughs> what is that? That was that good. <laughs> She write him a teacher's day card. So, you are wrong. wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Oh, my dearie me. Okay. Um, yeah, what was dearie I saying? Oh, my dearie me. Dearie me. <laughs> okay. Okay, yeah. So, I think Polly was the point that I started to actually be a little bit more like objective about the systems. So, in the past, I used to just accept it as it is. And then, like, in Polly, I started to really assess, like, okay, like, is this really making me feel like I'm learning stuff. And no offense to any of the courses or like the lectures and things, right? But ultimately, I think I'm not a, a person that can be empowered through such like a structure of learning. I think I eventually worked out that I need an education that's a lot more like conversation-based. It's not like lecturer gives you the information, you absorb. Okay. You regurgitate for the test. Okay. I know they like... they try and say that like poly isn't really that but it to me it still felt like that okay yeah um, I, stuff, but I need a pee so bad. I know I know I know um do you just want to pee but I want to listen to your point as well try I can I can talk you louder just, okay you just stop then you just, just open the door okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, she's um, peeing right now welcome to an ASMR episode of Chloe peeing <laughs> dribble dribble droop droop yes. we should be quiet so that we can hear it <laughs> 
<laughs> you don't like the how yeah, you yeah sorry Chloe and I are no longer on speaking terms <laughs> um, yeah okay so uh, okay I did enjoy the practical elements of like poly so our academic experiences ended in like the second year out of the third year and the internship the like the access to actually doing the work was where I felt I was learning the most same here mm. but for me my, fundam- my fundamental issue with it was still that I didn't feel empowered or like energized by the system that was a flush um which i welcome back i'm sorry for laughing (laughs) why it's just too comic we we heard dribbles and droops oh yeah (laughs) you hear me fart no thankfully no (laughs) no mr wong maybe this is why you (laughs) okay but anyway yeah i felt the practical experience toward the end of our course was good the one year that we had that was where yes. I felt the most like yeah, I was yeah, learning yeah. and like that's that to me is what an education felt should feel like. Yeah. Whereas the rest of it, I think overall I would still say it was lacking a sense of empowerment and energy. Like it didn't make me feel look forward to learning. Yeah. If yeah. that makes any sense. And again, no offense to like the like lecturers or the people, but that was just how I felt. Yeah. I agree. I agree. I don't think I was in school for academic. <laughs> I think I major in CCA, minor in <laughs> oh my God, mass that's media. So true. <laughs> I'm like. I go class, mm, okay, then exams people study like 3-4 months before or whatever. Then like one day before, okay, I got two topics in my bag. I'm good to go. I agree with Ash. Uh. Everything just felt like study, 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 study. Only the last year of poly was really enriching. Like the whole That's the word, yeah, enriching. Yeah. I didn't feel it, like a lot of edu- like education was enriching. And I think that was the point where it made me also look back at my early education and realise, oh wait, actually... Most of my life has not been enriching in terms of education. Even though it's it was fine for most of it. Yeah. I liked poly. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed the education system. I felt that was the start of where I really saw myself thriving in an academic institution. But I do have to say that I feel like I learned most of the skills that I have now because I was a bit more initiative than the average student in our in our cohort and actually started my own YouTube channel mm. with my friend. That was where I really learned all the nitty-gritty details and actual hard skills of video editing, filmmaking. Actually, and yeah. same, which, same. Which, I, which I started mainly because uh, YouTube was like uh, a bigger thing back then. You know, it's like, oh my gosh, YouTuber, you know. So you just dive in thinking, oh, I also want to be YouTuber, so I want to create content, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But that was where I really was able to express all the ideas I had that were constantly being turned down in school. Yeah. Even though, now that I look back at it, right, I, I wonder why it was being rejected. When yeah, it, I agree, I agree. When it could have been, when it did well, when I did it online, you know. Mm. When I executed it on YouTube, it's like, clearly the stats show that, oh, there is a demand for it and like, people do will watch it. It's just that I think that it was the teachers that weren't the most supportive of newer and more fresh ideas. It was almost as if like all of us had such energy coming into all of this, like such, you know, maybe not all of us, but some of us had like high high ambitions, goals, dreams. And instead of nurturing that energy, it became like Yeah, instead of nurturing it, it was being shot down just so that we can conform. I agree, I agree. That's why I turned to CCA, I Mm. feel. I could be more creative in what I wanted to do. Yeah, and same as well, actually, like, I did, like, start my YouTube things and felt like I was learning more from that than the actual classes. 
Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't understand why a lot of ideas were shot down. Like, I mean, even, then, even then, in yeah. the TP, you know, the Teaching Enterprise Project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, a lot of the ideas that we pitch were shot down without, like, I don't, I feel like there's no proper reasoning. You just, like, oh, not nice. I guess a lot of the reasoning came from, like, in the real world, this is what's going to happen. I still haven't made my mind up about how much I agree or disagree with that opinion, but that was their, that was their reasoning they, they shared, I guess. I yeah. think, okay, I can, I can see the part where they're preparing us for a world full of rejection mm-hmm. and uh, ideas that are shot, being shot down. Yeah. Because, like, obviously in the creative industry, like, you will pitch lots of ideas, but not all of them will come to fruition. But some of the ideas, it, it's just ridiculous when they're being rejected for no reason that mm-hmm. is justifiable. Mm-hmm. And I, sometimes it's ju- it just feels that they are, rather than being like forward thinking, it's like they're still looking at the past mm. in like their experience. So maybe it has something to do with hiring more relevant faculty. I don't know. Or uh, if like, but I'm not trying to defend them, but maybe they think that, oh. Because they have experience, therefore like, yeah. please listen to us because we are like trying, to, like we mean well for you, that kind of thing. Not that, I think they want to see, they want to push you also if you have, if you really believe in an idea, whether you'll do it on your own. Or be able to convince them otherwise. I think, I think they're trying to... Maybe, maybe... I mean, maybe other schools will... Uh, yeah. Once again, let us just uh, disclaim that this is our perspective of it. This is not the be-all, end-all. Yeah. You ask other people, maybe they have a different take on it. Yeah. But this was how it, it felt like for us. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I see I'm, the flip side. Maybe they, that's what they think, but... Yeah, I feel like... I don't, I don't want to go back to it again, but like, I feel like... To me, it still feels a little bit like they could have communicated if that was their intention. Yes, yes. I think this part, communication really, really is... Like, if that, if their intention was really that there should be some... Do it, but also exp- say why you're doing it. Because otherwise, it just is a very easy reason for people to misunderstand you. Yeah. And like, I'm sure people don't want to be misunderstood, to be honest. Anyway, okay. the main topic of today, that, like has... 40 minutes in... <laughs> How... See, I told you we would end up doing this. <laughs> it's okay. Good After luck, the break, Ash. we will talk about the universities. Anyway, we've got timestamps. So yeah. Okay. How has this experience shaped our opinions on university? Okay, do you want to share a little bit about it? Because I feel like you, like, compared to like where the rest of us are sitting, like, a little bit on the fence. <laughs> you're sitting beside me, then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, see, you're sitting in the middle as well. Like, it okay. kind of makes sense. Okay, so... Okay, tell us what you did after graduating from poly. Yeah. Right oh. after poly, we all went to New York for one month. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I think it's not like rich kids. Just uh, like trying to F off and... No, we went to New York for career enhancement... Career development program. Uh, de- development that, yeah. it, that was meant to be accessible for the everyday Singaporean. So it wasn't that we were rich. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's true. Eh. I know money one eh. Yeah, that is very true. Shri, yeah. I have no money. Yeah. yeah, I really no money. So I'm not in uni now. We're so defensive in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but we, because we Save space, strongly. guys! Save space. I got a job at Scape. Mm-hmm. That was my first job. And now, one year later, I changed job to TBWA. Mm-hmm. To advertising, different industries, non-profit to advertising, big jump. And I'm still trying to save money for uni. Because I feel like uni is... Uh, business first, education second. So your fundamental reasoning right here about not pursuing uni right after poly was that you couldn't afford it? Or like what was, were there other like reasons behind Other than not being able to afford it, it's like, I know there's, there's a lot of like scholarship options and like stuff to study locally. 
like I can study locally if I wanted to. Yeah. I need to like I should make it clear that I can study in a local university, mm-hmm. but I don't want to because I have I don't think the courses or the time spent because you have to spend four years. You can't take advanced standing in local uni, mm-hmm. and I don't want to spend four years in uni, and I haven't. I don't think there's a course that really suits my needs in Singapore. I feel I feel strongly, so that's why I'm saving to go overseas to mm. pursue what I feel is. Worth the time and worth the money. Yeah, that's why I'm on the fence. Moving on to the other side of the fence, to Chloe. Yes, hello to <laughs> this side of the fence. We have fences up now. That was a one unified safe space, but okay, now we have fences. <laughs> uh, yeah, so after graduating from Poly, we went to New York for the career development program. And then I decided to apply for local U. So I applied to NUS, National University of Singapore, and NTU. Hey, in case got okay, 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 okay. Continue, now, continue, okay. continue. Oh, international friends now, okay? Wow. Now only. Back then on him. And NTU, Nanyang Technological <laughs> University. That's right. Um, and lo and behold, I got rejected. I used to be so ashamed of it. Was it by oh Mr. Wong again? or No, it was um my GPA, I think, wasn't high enough. Oh. But to be fair, right? My GPA is, is not the worst, eh? Do we need to say it? It's, very, it's, not, say very, it's not very good. It's, it's a safe space. It's not, good, it's not good enough to get into it's up to you. Okay, but you don't have to say No, but I'm not like, I. yeah, I feel like if we're going to be vulnerable, then you just say these numbers. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, so I got 3.5. Uh-huh. Wow. Which, honestly, it's not bad. In yeah. If you context, to, if you apply overseas, you get scholarships. If you scholarships. apply to overseas, you can get scholarships. Yeah. But then here, okay, I can understand they have very, very limited vacancies, especially for polytechnic students, you know, because like mm. priority is JC students and, of course, international because university is a business first, education institution, second. Oh, so, oh, oh, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Fake news, no lah. <laughs> no, but I agree, I agree. Capitalism wins. No, yeah, we are living in a capitalist economy. <laughs> That's just how it is. So, yeah, I, I got rejected and that was um, my only plan. I didn't have a plan B, plan C. That was it. So, when I got rejected, I was devastated. Because, like, for once in my life, I have no plan. And it was, like, scary to just be thrown out of a a system that used to define your future for you and now you're just kind of forced to really reflect on what you want to do for the next year before you, you know, decide whether you want to hop back into the education system again. So then I decided to, after talking to a few people and like mentors and whatnot, um, I decided to take a gap year, which at that point of time, which was last year, gap year had like a pretty negative connotation to me. It was like, Oh, um, you're just bumming around, you know, if you have money, travel around Bali or Europe to do some soul searching, but not all of us can afford that. So I decided to do media internships and I literally applied to everywhere, but then I only managed to get like a few job interviews and thankfully I managed to get some work experience during my gap year and that has led me to where I am now, where which you is, I am currently studying in London, in 
a university. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, but what 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 do you what propelled me to like? Cause when you're working, right, you come had like talks with your colleagues, like, oh, do you think uni is a need? Do you think yeah. I should still go to uni despite like someone you're studying overseas, right? The mm-hmm. cost is like another reason you should think of, right? Yeah. Cause like it's expensive. You're going yeah. abroad. You're leaving your family to mm-hmm. study, and you're gonna be alone in a different country, stuff like that. Do you think it's worth all this emotional stress, monetary stress, all this to pursue an education? I think I'm answering a, a slightly different question here. Yeah, when you state all of that, right, it's a lot more to consider than if I just reapplied to a local uni. It was definitely a lot of thought. Even at the beginning of my first internship during my gap year, it was like something I was already talking about with my parents. And for sure, on my parents' side, they definitely wanted me to go to uni. Even though they already saw that I could clearly start working and potentially get a full-time job, I think university is still like a very important factor for them. So that... I will acknowledge that that has definitely um, influenced the way I view mm. edu- like uh, furthering your education. Going to New York definitely added value in terms of my decision to still study university but doing it overseas. And now that I have actually experienced a few months studying overseas, I can I have no regrets at all. I'm very very happy with what I've chosen. Yeah, obviously, there comes some sort of privilege with that because if you can afford to study overseas, which is not something everyone can do and is not as easily accessible as, you know, studying here locally. Yeah, I can... It, it, it's a very different way of, of teaching. It's a lot more independent, a lot more attending classes that force you to, to think rather than the normal way of being spoon-fed. Even though in poly they said, oh, we're not going to spoon feed you, we're going to force you to do stuff on your own. It was still, there was still some sort of like spoon feeding there. But I feel like when you're overseas, it's really like, okay, here's the opportunities for you. It's up to you on how far you want to take it. And we are here to support you and to facilitate you in your education. But essentially, it's up to you. And I think uh, because I'm studying overseas, the stakes are higher. So obviously for me, I don't want to just like half-ass anything. But I'm happy to do it because what I'm studying right now is what I'm actually not just passionate about, but also is something that is pretty... It, it coincides with what is happening right now. You know, like all this like disruption from technology. Disruption. And automation, you know, about like replacing jobs and whatnot. And I think like what you choose to study in university, should you decide to pursue it, right, has a lot to do with how your experience will turn out to be. Because I, I do like have friends who ended up in going to university, whether it be local or overseas, and there's like still some sort of like unhappiness or unsatisfaction with it, which I personally don't really feel, which I think I'm pretty lucky to have because I was also properly guided. You know, and I think that's another important factor to have is like when you're deciding on such like a big decision for your life and your financial situation and also uh, and of course like you know your family and social situation if, if you decide to move overseas for university is to have like proper people to surround you in that decision making so don't just ask people who are like don't really have a proper opinion on it like ask people who you fully really trust like, parents or some sort of like career mentors or teachers in school or friends who have gone on to university and like ask I, I did ask a variety of people who feel different things 
so you get like a rough idea of okay what is like the general consensus around it but at the same time like for you personally what do you think is best for you and your personal growth and development in terms of academia so yeah i am pro university mm. okay. which i don't think all of us are so yeah we can move on to whoever else who would like to speak the other side of the fence. Welcome to the other side of the fence. <laughs> oh my god, are we really doing this? Okay, it's not that I'm against university. I yeah, think yeah. where I sit on the on this like issue is that I'm against people going into university blindly because it's a path laid out for you and an expectation and an yeah, obligation. My experiences with or maybe the experiences, but like realizing how education didn't feel the most fulfilling and empowering for me I think like shaped a lot of why now my perspective on uni is that I wouldn't go unless it's a very intentional decision so I don't want to have I feel like I'm spending another two three years of my time money that could be spent for other purposes on a thing that makes me question why why am I here I could be doing something better with my time mm-hmm. for context I have ruled out local uni for me. I don't even, I've not even bothered to check whether or not I can make it into a local uni just because I have no interest in it. Like, I probably can. Um, I've always looked at overseas unis. So maybe I will apply because as of right now, I'm, I still have six more months of NS. So it's not exactly something I can immediately pursue. But I think I will be doing, like trying to figure out my own way of like, can I make a living out of like just finding work right now like uh, doing projects that actually mean something to me and not just chasing the paper qualification mm. um obviously such a like way of looking at it is not the norm and there's definitely like societal pressure even if like maybe not intentional but you feel a sense of pressure when everyone else follows a certain path and then you choose to go a different direction and even more so because within my family my dad is actually the first in the family to get a uni qualification so there's that pressure to be like oh if your children don't get a degree doesn't that mean that they fared worse off than you like there's a lot of success that is still based on achievement rather than alignment so in terms of like you get the paper qualification you succeed you are happy not because you are aligned with what your values are therefore you are you are happy you succeed yeah I have had my own experience of like overseas education. When I was in poly, I actually got to spend a semester in the UK as well. I, I genuinely enjoyed the system actually. Like it was the one time where it felt like the education was a conversation and not a rote learning kind of thing. Every lesson or like every like uh, tutorial or class, I remember leaving each class feeling like, wow, I actually learn something or I feel energized and I want to go and find out more about the thing we talked about in class I never felt that in Singapore like to be very very honest yeah so I see its benefits and I think like for the right person and the right time and like if everything if it's a very intentional decision by all means there will be a lot of benefits to it and like it's great and stuff I just don't like it that it's a societal expectation and people are doing it more for the the external validation of like, look at me, I got a degree rather than I want to actually pursue this. Maybe maybe some of what I said has contradictions or like stuff. So where where like after hearing both sides, where do you like what what are you what do you feel? <laughs> um there's a lot of things to weigh right now after hearing both sides. Like what are your concerns? Yeah. Concerns with university. Okay, maybe because like I'm I have been working for two years now. 
then I'm really comfortable earning that coin, like getting that money, mm-hmm. financial stability and stuff like that, right? So I scared. I'm, my worry is that once I go to uni, you become a financial burden. Yeah, that's 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 one of the bigger reasons. Another mm-hmm. reason is like studying overseas. Unlike both of you, no one in my family has made it this far with a diploma, mm-hmm. even. So for me to even consider to go uni is quite big to them, lah. Mm-hmm. And it, it creates a lot of stress, not just to me, but to the family as well. Like, yeah. oh, when you go overseas, when you get sick, who's going to take care of you? Because I don't have any family overseas. Yeah. Right. It's really just, I really have to be alone. Uh. I know if anything happens, they don't have the money to fly over. Yeah. And if anything happens back home, I will not have the money to fly back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So no matter how much I work, right, I freelance, I work full time, I still think that money is the bigger issue. Okay, okay, but money aside, finding the right thing to study. That's another thing. I feel like in Singapore, uh, if you, I even want to do media, right, it's one year of learning what I already know or what, what I already learned in poly, and then three years of trying different things again. You could be doing it on your own. In, I feel like waste time. time. <laughs> Honestly, mm-hmm. like, I, I, in my workplace, right, I have a variety of colleagues. Some that graduated from local uni, some that study abroad, or foreigners, right? So it's quite, quite diverse. I hear their opinions. And I, ask, I always ask them, like, oh, do you think as a creative... I have to go to uni. And they're always like, no, you need to have mm. the experience. I, I'm, I'm quite touched that they think I don't need to go to uni. Like, I'm good enough without my degree. But personally, as a personal thing, not having a degree means I am easily replaceable in a sense. Like, if anything happens, they will go for someone with a degree, I feel. Which is stupid because like, honestly, in advertising, they don't care about degree, just care about experience. But it's just a, finan- it's just, it's just a insecurity of mine. Then if I want to work overseas, I have to consider the fact that if I want to apply for a visa, I need a degree. Hmm. And I don't want to settle and like, I know there's like 8-month degree programs where I can just, if I was really there for just for the paper qualification, right? I can just take time off a career break, do 8 months of a degree and then get a paper and work overseas. Yeah. If that was what I wanted to do, I would have done that. But I really, really genuinely <laughs> enjoy studying. Mm-hmm. I enjoy the whole going to school. I enjoy the Going to societies, I enjoy starting new things with people my age. I enjoy the network. Yeah. So it's like the whole uni experience to me is something that I really want to experience before I die. <laughs> no <laughs> la. I, I feel like it's, it's essential in, in growing up. And the difference between studying in Singapore and overseas, why I'm so insistent on going overseas, like, other than the time, is the people you mix with. I'm not saying that Singaporeans are bad, it's just that I want to diversify my network. Because I think really going to New York really changed my perspective on uni. Yeah. Because when I went to, to New York, <laughs> I didn't even want to go to New York. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I thought like, I, I won't get in one. Then Ash is like, try lah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, let's try. Then I, whoa, I got in. Then I go to New York and I see, can really see the difference of people studying locally and overseas lah. <laughs> yeah. It's like the way they think, the way they express themselves, and the way they work in a uh, working environment is very different. People who study locally don't question as much as people who study mm-hmm. uh, from abroad. Yeah. And I thought about like, yes, I can continue working all my life if I want to, but I don't want to be stuck in the same frame of mind, same, like I don't want my brain to be stuck there. <laughs> I want to yeah. diversify, I want to open up my mind. I think that's the difference between studying abroad versus working abroad. Yeah. It's because when you're working abroad, yes, you still do meet very uh, a diverse group of people. But at the same time, you're meeting them through an avenue of like, Work. you all do the same thing. You all do uh, advertising. You all do um, 
like digital marketing that sort of thing like it's all everyone does the same thing which is essentially like you're meeting diverse people but kind of still think the same whereas when i compare that to studying overseas it's like you are in an institution full of people who study very very different things so you may maybe like me you're studying digital culture but you get to talk to people who are studying international relations or like who are studying biomedical sciences or who are studying law and you meet them through different societies as well which i think that's the beauty of university is that you are given time to really develop yourself further and you're di- you're, you're given time to explore like different skill sets of yours or different passions of yours that otherwise might be hard to to fit into once you start working i think that's what university really is um beyond the paper qualification which i'm like i think we're all equally beyond that already like mm. none of us really see it just purely for paper qualification otherwise we would have gone for the eight month program easily because coming from poly right it's funny because i actually did try like those kind of like short uh 18 month courses yeah and i and i dropped he, he and he i dropped quit out. Dropped and out. you dropped oh yeah, yeah i was doing Wait, fine why, I, you went to why? <laughs> yeah Th- okay it's funny because the thing is i intentionally chose the same course that i was doing in poly no during that semester i was in the uk it was the same uni what, like, what was it? What uh, mass communications with public relations. Okay. So in terms of the course specifically, like when I was in, when I was over there for a semester, I wasn't doing a specific course. It's just those classes were made available to us. So like I studied some things that were in the course. Yeah. And this is where it kind of cemented my perspective that it's so much more than the curriculum that defines an education because their curriculum was the same thing they were learning in the UK. And considering I have felt that sense of like energy, energy and like empowerment and what and like enrichment, I think is a better word. When I was like in the UK, for some reason that was completely lacking when I was taking it here. And I'm going to attribute that a lot to the learning, like the delivery of the lesson. So it really comes down to the soft skills that the lecturer has to engage the student and take it further than what is written on the paper. I have literally sat through classes that it was like, he read from top to bottom of each slide, moved on, moved on. He doesn't engage you beyond like the surface level when I was trying to take those courses. And at some point I was like, I'm just wasting my time. Like I'm not, I don't want my education to be defined by like, I'm doing it for a paper qualification. I'm rushing this just to catch up with other people. Like, that's yeah. not me. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. yeah, touching a little bit on the points that Sri brought up, actually, for someone that is sceptical about, like, going to uni, I also do feel that same, the, the same pressures of, like, oh, if I want to work overseas, am, am I going to, like, be missing out because I don't have a degree? And, actually, I do see, like, what Chloe was saying about the, the societies thing. I guess an alternative perspective to offer a lot of the things that... Uh, like an institution environment can provide could technically be done on your own if you really really wanted to pursue it some would argue that it's going to school is just the easier way of doing it i don't think it's wrong per se like because like if the option's there and like Mm. it's something you can access why not it's like what i would say i agree that i i I agree with that because like even though i'm not in a like i'm not enrolled in a school now i still actively seek (laughs) communities that I can join or mm. build communities of my own if I can't find any or like I still go to school I still attend I, I'm studying Korean now mm. so I still I still find a way to 
make sure that my brain isn't rotting. I think that's the main thing. Oh, okay, I have a point there. Like, yeah. I don't mean to interrupt, but like, okay, this is where I feel like very strongly about the fact that I think in Singapore, we are tying education way too much to schools. Yeah. Education is so much more than the formal system of going through like qualifications. Like education is like reading things to like in to make yourself like more knowledgeable on subjects. It's like learning more on your own. It's not just because I'm sitting in a classroom with a teacher in front of me that is not the only meaning of education. And I think that's what the government is pushing also because a lot of Singaporeans, uh, they realise that a lot of them are trapped in the system. Mm. That's why now they're pushing for skills future, lifelong learning. Yeah, education doesn't stop it like when you when you finish your like formal education. Learning should be fun. La. But I think yeah. because of the way that uh, SG has done it, right, you feel like it's torture and you never want to go back to it. That's a common sentiment, I feel. Mm. Suddenly the topic feels very heavy. <laughs> yeah. No, I think yeah. to, again to like contextualize. We like I'm sh- I I my understanding is that they are making taking steps to like try and change the systems and stuff and like unfortunately yeah. we were just not in the system to experience it and we can't say for sure whether or not some of the things we brought up have been okay. rectified. Yeah. But I guess because of that there are so many people that are in a similar position as us that didn't like feel the benefits of whatever changes they are making now to the system and now we have these like things to try and figure out and like work out what to do with I agree. our lives all right let's wrap it up all right so university is it still relevant and needed in this day and age education to me i feel is up to oneself at the end of the day you shouldn't conform to society telling you that oh you need a degree at the end of the day, it's all about you. Whether you feel happy doing the degree or do you feel like killing yourself studying to force yourself to get that paper qualification. Then again, we are from coming from a creative side. If you're coming from a STEM side or law or medicine, yes. that is a whole different uh, discussion. Yeah, yeah that, that's a very, so, very good point to bring up. <laughs> yeah, so yes, like I think the fact that we come from a creative media industry right so we have the luxury of choosing whether it's necessary or not whereas for yeah. some others like they don't yeah that it's a pretty straightforward path mm. i think even for me uh i'm i'm pretty pro university but then again i think it's because of like a combination of a lot of different things i'm pretty proactive with it i have the opportunity to do it overseas mm. um and i'm guided properly by the people that I choose to surround myself with. So if you you have that and you have the opportunity to go right ahead, but like she said, learning doesn't stop at a certain age or at a certain educational level, it should always continue on, even if you're like working full time now. Yeah, it's honestly up to you as an individual whether you need it or not. But if you're gonna do it, don't just do it for the paper qualification. Do it because yeah. you feel like it really enriches you your personal growth and your professional career. What about Ash? Honestly, I have nothing to add to that because that was pretty well summed up. <laughs> like, even though it means, like, I guess where I stand is more skeptical of university, yeah. I do agree with, like, all those points. Though. And, like, yeah, it should, be a, it should be a personal choice. And I think it's just unfortunate that, like, um, people who choose to go what is considered not the traditional route get a lot of, pre- like, stick and, like, pressure that they are, like, doing the wrong thing or, like, they are inferior to those that get a degree yeah. let's just normalize the power of personal choice yeah. Yeah. yeah okay and that's all we have no for... it's not we have a oh. pun of the day yes. <laughs> she's, my, trying to, my, she's trying to run away from my, my pun of the day was the Mr. Wong is packed into this episode 
Okay, I have a song for Mr. Wong. Okay. Oh no. Do we need to come out with yours? No. Wait, oh, wait it's a BTS song though. You just do it, just do it. You, you still need to fulfill the requirement of your... Yeah, we can't end, day. you know. It's 3 o'clock. Yeah. Instead, you know, Singaporeans, when they, they make a mistake, they ask, hey, am I correct or not? For him, is am I Wong? <laughs> was that it? Yeah. No, 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 she gotta sing! Am I Wong? This, this is the that was not the well thing. Am I Wong? You don't get it, it's a BTS reference. Oh. Yeah, it's a, am I Wong? There's a song called Am I Wrong as well. In English? Yeah. Or, oh. <laughs> I'm an English speaker, by the way. <laughs> I just don't know that there was a song. Barely an am English I speaker. Wong? <laughs> Alrighty, thanks for listening. Goodbye. Why am I Oh, okay. Good. Bye! That was seamless. <laughs> one, on three. One, two, three. Goodbye! Uh, fucking, this is what we are podcast, not a, a cappella. <laughs>